Welcome to the First Pres Podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 8.20, 9.45, and 11.10. You can learn more about First Pres at www.first-pres.org. Well, good morning. We have a wonderful Advent series before us, and it's a privilege to be here with you. I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, as we look at an important portion of the Christmas story before us. Let's hear God's word to us, beginning with verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let's pray together. O holy God, we come once again in worship to sit at your feet, and we long for a word from you that will speak into our lives, that will speak into our circumstances and our relationship with you. And Lord God, how grateful we are that you always delight to speak to us. And so now in this moment, we pray, Lord God, that you would give us ears to hear, and that you would give us eyes to see, and that you would give us hearts that would be responsive to your truths before us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, in 20 days and eight hours, our son Matthew is getting married. Now you're going to make me blush. Now it might seem silly that I'm, I'm actually keeping track of the hours, but I can guarantee you that our son and his fiancee, Megan, are counting down every moment between now and December 17th. You see, for more than three months now before the wedding, these two have been separated by 2,500 miles, one in New Jersey and one in Washington. And during this period, they have only seen each other once. And so there is a deep, deep longing for this day when they will be together with the one that they love. We observe a similar longing in our earlier passage Katie read from the Song of Songs. The verses tell us of of one who is pursuing his beloved, wanting to be 
with the one he loves. And so we read of him crossing mountains and crossing hills and bridging the distance between the two of them. And we see in this passage a love so great, it will do whatever it takes to be together. Our Advent series, Beloved, points us to God's love for us and his great longing to be with his people. Jesus is our beloved and we are his. Now the bad news is that we are separated from him by far more than the miles that separate my son and his fiancee. But the good news, the good news is that Jesus loves us more than we can even imagine. And so knowing that we are unable to come to him, he has come to us. Our beloved's coming is described beautifully in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. Each begins telling another love story between a young couple named Mary and Joseph. But their love story is suddenly interrupted by a greater love story of God's love for his people. We see Mary's response to this interruption in Luke. Matthew's passage today tells us of Joseph's. Within this passage is a remarkable promise from the prophet Isaiah. We read in verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. God with us. Don't miss the significance of these words. Allow them to settle deep in your heart and in your mind. During his ministry on earth, Jesus described our relationship with terms of a bride and a groom. Protestant reformer and theologian Martin Luther sought to explain the depths of our beloved's love for and commitment to us by writing, human marriages are but poor examples of this one true marriage. The marriage between our beloved and us. Friends, do you realize how much God longs to be with you? Can you hear his love for you, his beloved, in the story of Christmas? Jesus' love for you and for me compelled him to come to us, to be with us. It was a remarkable action fueled by a remarkable love of our beloved who couldn't stand to be apart from us. The word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means the approach or the arrival. 
Author Walter Wangren notes that the verb of this word is advenio, I arrive, I come, I am coming. As Katie mentioned earlier, Advent is a season in which we celebrate that our beloved comes to us to save us. One of our artists, Marlene Court, has given us an image of this with a rescue boat that is out in search of one who has been stranded and lost. That's what God has done for us. In, In his great love, Jesus has taken on the frailty of our form, and he entered this world in the same way every one of us have as a baby. Advent is a season of celebrating that our beloved has come to us. But it's also a season of anticipation. For we anticipate that day when our beloved will return and he will save us completely. Today we lit the candle of faith. Faith is an essential element in our celebration of Jesus coming and in our anticipation of his return again. And Joseph's story in Matthew offers a beautiful example of the connection between faith and action. There was surely so much Joseph still didn't understand after this angel's words to him. And yet in faith, he reversed his decision to divorce Mary from their engagement vows. In faith, he took on the responsibility and the stigma of this baby as his. In faith, Joseph responded to God's invitation to participate in the love story that he was writing. In the same way, our faith in what God has done and will yet do propels us through the season of Advent. It leads us to experience and to rejoice in the love of our beloved. Our passage in the Song of Songs describes a love-driven pursuit And twice we hear the pursuer's invitation to his beloved, come with me. And in those moments, we we sense his anticipation as he awaits the response of his beloved to this invitation. This invitation echoes our beloved's invitation to be with him, even as he has come to be with us and to find ways to say yes to God's own pursuit of us. Traditionally, Advent has been a season of preparation, preparation for our beloved so that we can be responsive to his coming. I love the way Bobby Gross puts it when he says, Advent is a season in which we practice waiting. We wait for the coming of God. We need him to come 
Our world is messed up and we are messed up. We lament our condition and long for God to set things right, to make us better. And so we pray and watch for signs of his presence. We do all we know to do so that we are open and ready. I will confess to you, I've journeyed through the season of Advent a number of times, as I'm sure many of you have as well. And I will confess that too often in the past, I didn't feel ready to celebrate this incredible thing God had done until Christmas Day was nearly over. I'd just been so busy, so focused on other things. And so now each year, my desire for the season of Advent is the same, that my heart and my mind would be touched anew in some way by the truth of God's love and what it is that he has done and that this would result in a response of awe and worship that God is so deserving of. But how does this happen for any of us? Especially if we have gone through this season year after year after year. How can we be responsive to? How can we prepare this season for our beloved's initiative into our lives? Let me offer three thoughts this morning that I think may help us live into this wonderful truth of God with us. First of all, remember that you are God's beloved. Remember that. You know, our roles in life cannot help but influence how we view ourselves. My self-perception is shaped by who I am as a pastor and as a husband and as a father, and those are all wonderfully life-giving roles for me. But what if I saw myself not through the lens of my vocation or my family or my friends or my accomplishments, but primarily as God's beloved? That's a truth that will not change on a bad day. I will always be loved by God. And so let me encourage you to remember each day of this Advent season that you are God's beloved. Perhaps you want to write notes that you place in different places that will remind you during the course of the day, I am God's beloved. Or have some fun with it. Write some notes and place them in your family or your friend's path so that they see those notes and they are reminded that they are God's beloved. Remember this truth. The second encouragement I would give us is to look for signs of God with us. Because God with us doesn't point only to Jesus' arrival long ago. He is with us in all moments of all days. And our challenge 
is to catch glimpses of our beloved's presence in ways that encourage us and strengthen us. Ruth Haley Barton said, Advent is a season for waking up to all the ways Christ comes to us. I love that image. It's not that he comes to us differently. It's us waking up to where he already is. Verse 9 that was read earlier from Song of Songs describes barriers that are between the pursuer and his beloved. We're told in that verse of a wall and a window and a lattice. Our beloved has broken down barriers to be with us. But there are barriers we also need to overcome if we are going to recognize his presence in our lives. Barriers of busyness. Barriers of preoccupation with other interests. Barriers even of self-sufficiency. And so let me encourage us again to make it a goal each day to look for glimpses of God with you and to allow those glimpses to prompt intentional ways that you will seek to be with God more fully. And then third and finally, cultivate a longing for your beloved. Cultivate a longing. You know, the Christmas season can be filled with various longings. There's the longing to find the perfect gifts. There's the longing to be with our loved ones. There may be a longing for traditions or even Christmas times past. And let's be honest, there may be moments when we long just to get through this season. Advent gives us an opportunity to elevate our longing, to grow our desire for Jesus as we await his coming, to think about our beloved to express our love to him and to listen to quiet expressions from him of his love for us. We do this by worshiping together every Sunday in Advent. We do it by reading and then rereading the story of Christmas and our beloved's coming, perhaps even the Advent devotionals that are part of our First Prez magazine by building quiet and stillness into a busy season when we can ponder this love relationship that our beloved has initiated. And so once again, let me encourage us during this season of Advent to look for ways that we can cultivate a greater longing for Jesus. I started by telling you of my son's love for his fiancée. And we read today of two other love stories in the Song of Songs and 
in the Gospel of Matthew. All of these help us better understand in a deeper way the greatest love story of all, of our beloved's love for us and his invitation to love us back. And so it seems appropriate to end today with one more love story. Danish philosopher and theologian Soren Kierkegaard once told the story of a great and mighty king who faced a dilemma. He had fallen in love with one of his subjects, a poor peasant girl, and he didn't know how to express the love he felt for her. He knew that he could have her summoned to his palace and he could have a crown placed upon her head and ask her to be his wife, but he realized he would never know if she was out of love or because of his power and might. He thought of having himself taken in his carriage out to her environment to profess his love for her in her familiar setting. But again, he realized that the two of them would not be equal and that she might cower at the impressive wealth that he brought in her environment. And so he thought and he thought and he thought and he finally realized there was really only one way that he could adequately express her love, his love, and seek her love. And that is, he decided to step down from his throne and to move into her environment, to become like her, so that in doing so, he could more adequately express his love and he could court her love. Friends, that is exactly what our beloved has done for us. When he left the splendor of heaven and he came into this fallen world to reveal himself in our form so that we could begin to better hear his love for us. And so this Advent season that is before us, may we each remember You are beloved. May we look for signs of our beloved's presence and love throughout our lives. And may we seek to cultivate our own longing for our beloved in response to his great love for us. Let's pray together. Oh, holy God, what an incredible ministry that we cannot even begin to understand. That you would love us so. That you would enter our world. That you would take on our form all because of your love for us. And for your desire for us to better hear and understand that love. So that we can respond in kind. Oh, Lord God, I pray for each person here today, whatever our faith journey with you, whatever our circumstances, Lord, may we each know that we are your beloved. Please settle that deep within our hearts. Give us eyes to find glimpses of your presence and your fingerprints in our lives.
And Lord, help us to respond to your grand invitation of love to learn how to love you more deeply and more fully. Lord God, thank you that we are your beloved. Help us in our love for you, our beloved. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our First Prez podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at first-prez.org.